How do you manage your content? How do you keep track of it? And how do you repurpose it? Do you have a system in place for repurposing your content? Those are the things we're going to talk about today with a special guest, Brittany Schroeder. She's on the podcast sharing her expertise. And oh my goodness, she has this nailed down to this beautiful, amazing process that is kind of blowing my mind. She breaks it down and gives us three action steps to take right now. And at the end, make sure you listen to her advice. She states to take the time to get organized and to put these systems into place, If even if it's just you. Take the time to do it now. And how do you do that? You join Organized Coach Academy, of course. There is a wait list. You can get on that wait list now. And when we open the doors again, you need to get in there because these are the things we work on. As you listen to the episode, I want you to be thinking about your content. What is the main source of your content? Is it a blog? Is it a podcast? Is it both of those? And then do you have a searchable and a social place that you share these? And how can you repurpose the content that you have? How can you monetize the content you have? So as she's sharing what she does in her process, I want you to think about what does it look like for you at your stage of your business? Enjoy this episode. Are you ready to work less, feel more organized and productive, streamline repetitive tasks, and implement systems that allow your coaching business to run smoothly even without you? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Organized Coach Podcast, your go-to source for practical tips and solutions. I'm your host, Tracy Hoth, professional organizer, certified life coach, simplifying expert, and most of all, down-to-earth fellow coach just like you. No matter if you think you're missing the organizing gene, have ADHD, or just love anything organizing, I'm here to help you become an organized coach with a business that works for you. Pull up a seat and let's get started. Here we go. I cannot wait to talk about this topic of repurposing content. And it came up in Organized Coach Academy where I thought, I don't have any episodes on this topic and it's so needed. We need this. So I invited Brittany Schroeder on for the episode today. So welcome, Brittany. Thanks for having me. I first saw you online on, I think, Instagram. And you do such great reels and content on Instagram. So tell us just about you and your business. Yeah, well, just a little bit of background. I've been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember in my adult life, but I did high school senior photography for 15 years and owned a photography magazine. Yes. And then I've also been working in nonprofits for 15 years. And in 2017, I started my own nonprofit um, called the Compassion Club. And then I got certified as a life coach, but I what like six or seven years ago, I decided I was moving and I'm like, you know, it's time to pivot and I'm going to do business coaching. And I love building businesses and teaching people how to scale their business. So I thought this is a perfect time. I was moving and going from photography and I didn't want, I didn't want to do another location-based business. So I thought, you know what, now is the best time to do this. So now I help entrepreneurs with business and marketing and funnels and all the things, scaling their business, all those things. So that is me in a nutshell. I love hearing how people, you know, their story, like how you were a photographer and then you were a nonprofit. So it's so fun. So tell us just 
quickly about your nonprofit. So I started a nonprofit in 2017 and it was after my son passed away in 2017, my 14 year old son. It's the Gage Schroeder Compassion Foundation or the Compassion Club. And we basically have created curriculums and we implement compassion clubs like kindness clubs, acts of kindness in schools all over the U.S. So with the money that of the sales of our curriculum, we give scholarships. And so since 2017, we've given over $50,000 in scholarships and grants. So that oh, is... Wow. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. I'm telling you. Yes. (laughs) That is what a meaningful thing to do. Oh my gosh. That's a beautiful legacy too. Today, we're going to talk about repurposing content. And as I think about this topic, I, I have to see a clear picture or like a flow chart in my brain just to help it make sense. So I don't know if you're like that, but when you think about your content, what does the flow chart kind of look like? That's a good question. And I think that it it looks different from everybody. And first of all, just, you know, we are in this world of just like so much information and so many platforms. And so the question is, where do we spend our time? And that is what marketing is, is becoming memorable, becoming noticed. And so kind of my mantra, my strategy is if you are going to create a piece of content, like you need to blast it and as it to as many places as you can and to get the maximum, maximum effort with you, with your content. One of the things that I, when I'm coaching or mentoring, especially people who are a little bit earlier in their business, the advice that I give them is write 50 blog posts, just start brain dump, like anything that is applicable to your audience, anything that creates value, just start start blogging. And that was the advice that I was given years ago. And I just started blogging and I tried to do a blog or two a week and just create all this content. The easiest way to do it is to create a blog. I always like to start with like a blog. I use Asana. And it's like a project management and that's where I will put my ideas. So I have a a, a board and I put anytime I come up with an idea and that is, you know, a client can ask me a question about how do you do this? Or, you know, like I will go on Pinterest and do some searches. And I mean, there's lots of different tools you can do to come up with, with content ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will put that in there. And then I, so I have an ongoing list that I'm constantly adding to my Asana board. But once the content is created, once I create a blog post and then I blogged it, then the process is where am I, where am I going to put this next? Now, this is going to look different for everybody, depending on where your ideal audience is. But my process is make a list of all of the places your ideal audience is going to show up we can get overwhelmed because there's so many platforms. And I always say, get really good at one and then add and keep adding. But you want to have one or two to start with. And you want to have a social platform. And the social platforms are going to be your Instagram, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, any platform that is social, meaning people interact and engage. The second kind of platform that you want is a searchable platform. And those are platforms that have built-in search engines in them. And that's going to be your Google. So that will be your blog. Another one is Pinterest because it has a built-in search engine inside of it and YouTube. So those are some examples of searchable platforms. 
Now, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs, we overlook those searchable platforms. And, and the reason why is because there isn't instant gratification. Mm. You know, we can post something on Instagram and we get engagement, we get likes, we get shares. It feels good. But the, the searchable platforms, we don't. But the good thing about searchable platforms like your blog or Pinterest or YouTube is they have a way longer lifespan. Mm -hmm. Meaning you can put something out there and people can search it and it, it can come up in a search for years and years. I have a blog post that I wrote like five or six years ago, and it still is one of my top performing blog posts. And so I'm getting traffic that way. When we post on social media, that piece of content is buried within like sometimes just a few hours, sometimes yes. days, whatever, but the content is buried and it doesn't have a very long lifespan. So that's just something to think about when you are creating content to kind of work in your workflow, one of those searchable platforms. Write down all the platforms that your ideal audience will show up on and make sure that you're putting that content everywhere. So I will take a blog post and then sometimes depending on what the blog post is, it might be like a tutorial. It might be something that I can talk about. But then I might say, okay, I can create a video. I can create video content for this. So I'm going to work this through my process and say, okay, I could create a video for this. Once I have created a video, I can use that as a short form. I can put that on a YouTube short. I can put that on Instagram reels. I can put that in my stories. I can even create a video and put it on LinkedIn if I want to. I can put it on Facebook. There's lots of different places that I can put that on. Just a kind of a pro tip is create your videos and content in an app and save it and try not to repost it from one app to another because you don't want the, their watermark on there. Backing up a little bit, pick a platform that you're really good at and where you spend your time is where you're going to see a return. So mine is Instagram, meaning I spend the most time on Instagram. I'm on all these other platforms I don't get as big of return because I'm not spending as much time on there, but I'm still going to put my content out there. A lot of times when we create blogs, we can get a number of different pieces of content from that one blog post. The one thing that I do is I create my own content, my own graphics. And, and that could be a control thing. It could be like, <laughs> I have a background with photography and graphic design and I enjoy it. But I will go and I will create that graphic in Canva or something. And then my VA will go and put it in my Facebook group, uh, my Facebook page. She will put it on Google My Business. That's a, a platform that people kind of dismiss. She'll post it on LinkedIn. She'll post it on just as many platforms as possible. The other thing she'll do is take that blog post and we will create up to 10 different graphics and repin that on Pinterest and that's going to drive traffic back to my website. Other things that I will do is I will take that same blog post and I will say, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a newsletter. Now the average word count for a newsletter is around 200 words. So it's a lot shorter than a long form blog post. But what I'll do is I can take a bits of pieces of it and maybe I can say read more on the blog. I also will take that and I'll put a newsletter out on LinkedIn. So we want to make sure that that one piece of content, we're utilizing all of those different tools in each platform. I'm a story watcher. So I will go and I will watch people's stories. 
I scroll sometimes, but I think that I spend more time on stories. So if you are creating a post and you're not putting it in your stories, then you're, you're missing an audience there. So you want to make sure that you are really leveraging that one piece of content and you are putting it in all those places. Another thing that I will do is I'll go back and, hey, I'm going to turn this into a podcast. Where's my audience? My audience is a lot of times women. We're busy women. We're walking around. We're multitasking. We're cleaning. That's how we listen to our content. That's how we get our information. So I'm going to take that and put it in a podcast. That was my question because the whole time you were talking, I was like, wait, is the top of this system, you know, you have your ideas posted. So you're tracking all your ideas. I thought maybe it would be the podcast is the main thing, but your main thing is the blog. So you write a blog before you have a podcast about it. It it just depends because you, some people just podcast and you can transcribe your podcast Mm-hmm. With me, it, it depends. I'm one of those who has to write out my podcasts. I need a script. I can't just wing it. It's a, a conversation I can totally wing it, but I will do the script. So it, it really depends because a lot of people start with the podcast. Now with me, I have all th- these blogs. I have content from six years ago. Your podcast can be your original place Probably. where it starts yeah. or your podcast or your, your blog. I'm sorry, but it can go back and forth. Sometimes I will write blog posts and not all of my blogs end up being podcasts because I'll do a lot of tutorials or how to's and that does not translate into podcasts necessarily. So you can start with a podcast or you can start with a blog. Does it for you, does it go the other way? Do all your podcasts, do you put them as some sort of blog post? When I do like a guest, 100%, those are going to be just podcasts. They're not going to be blog posts. A lot of times if I have an older blog post and I want to turn it into a podcast, Mm. I just take that blog and I basically copy and paste it on a document so that I can kind of have a script, but then I'm adding more and more, like I'm adding different stuff. That's just kind of like the outline, but I'm adding more and I'll like elaborate. I'll share stories and different stuff like that. But so it just depends on what it is. But those were, are my two base places where I, I get my content though. Yes. Okay. So we have your ideas and then that could go out like little branches as your podcast and your blog, depending. And then I love how you say, so anyone listening can just start by making a list, making a list of the places yeah. that they want to be on. And I loved how you said social and searchable. So having at least one of those two options, and then you could do more. Then I think, okay, we have your blog post written, it's there, and now we're going to turn it into content for these different locations to get it out there. First, obviously look at what you're on the most, and then how do you store it? How do you keep track of the content? There's a few different things that I do. First, you create the content and we kind of have a strategy how we want to repurpose it. So there's two things that you need to add to this formula so that it is organized, which is your love language. Tell me everything. I I know know you're going to geek out over this because I always do too, but there's a couple tools that I I use. The first one is Airtable. And basically Airtable is like an amped up Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I will put the title of my piece of content, which is either a blog or podca- podcast. And then I will put on there the URL that links them 
to the podcast or the blog. They're both on my website. And then the next thing that I do is in Airtable, it's called multi-select and it's part of a table. And I put in all of my platforms. So it would basically be, if you're filling out a survey, it'd be like, check these boxes that apply. So it's kind of that kind of concept. Mm -hmm. So I will put in there, Instagram, Instagram stories, Facebook, Facebook group. So I have like 10 to 20, 10 to 20 different options in there. And then what I I do is as I have posted those in different places, then I will select and put it in a database that says this has been posted and it will say Pinterest, podcast, blog. It it has all of my different platforms. That list that we've made, I'm going to track and I'm going to see where have I put that piece of content. And so I've organized it that way. A lot of entrepreneurs don't do this. We're creating content and it's out there, but there's no database. There's no tracking system. And this is really great because think of if you're talking to a client and you're trying to teach a concept to easily jump over to a database and say, oh, I have a blog post or I have a podcast here. Let me send that to you. Or say that you are creating a lead magnet and you want to create this nurture sequence and you want to reference some of your content that you already have, you jump over to this database, you can go over and you can find those. I always say, and know that you probably are the same, but like time management, I always say minutes add up to hours. And when you have systems and you are organized, those minutes save you hours because you have systems in place, you have a database, you have all of that stuff in one place, easy to access. So that is like the process that I have in there. Um, I feel like Airtable should be paying me because I am the unofficial <laughs> spokeswoman because I do love they it have so an much. affiliate program. Yes, they do actually. Okay. So, but I use the free version though, so it doesn't matter. Oh, but yeah. uh, and it's just they just give you credit. But another column that you can create is it will say last modified. So if I go in there, say that I've I've posted a piece of content and I post it to all my platforms, but I can go in there and I can say, okay, I haven't repurposed this piece of content since 2021. I can, this content is still relevant. It's still good. I can start repurposing this content again, and you can kind of start over too. So I love Airtable for that reason of just like the tracking system. And it doesn't have to be Airtable, but you do need to have some sort of database where you are keeping your content so you can Mm -hmm. stay organized. So that's the first step in the process. The second step of the process is writing out your SOPs or your standard operating procedures. A lot of times what I see with entrepreneurs is they're super overwhelmed with their business. And they're like, I'm super overwhelmed. I need to hire an assistant. They hire an assistant, but they have to manage the assistant and tell them every single thing to do. That doesn't really help you if you're having to manage them. So this is why SOPs are so good. I have an assistant and she is fabulous. She does not work more than five hours a week for me because I have these great systems in place. And so my standard operating procedure, I'll give you kind of an example, is she works Monday through Thursday for me. My SOPs are in Google Docs, so their live documents are constantly changing. So I will go in there and I update them and change them. But the very first thing you will see at the top of the Google Doc is what is my current offer? 
And that is, what am I trying to pitch? What am I trying to sell? Right now, as we're recording, I have two offers. One of my offers is my gift guides. I did a bunch of gift guides for entrepreneurs and for women. And that's one of my offers because I have them set up in Amazon. I'm an Amazon affiliate. And so I get passive income through that. And then the next one is I'm doing an annual planning workshop in January. So those are my two offers. So she logs in and she sees there's, those are my offers. So then she goes to Monday and it will say Monday, post current offer. And I list out all of my platforms. So say Monday, Instagram, Facebook group, LinkedIn, Pinterest, whatever, all my platforms I have. And so then I will tell her on Monday, repost a piece of content from the database or post my offer in the story, repost two tutorials from the past. One of the things I do every Monday is content creation. And so I will create as much as I can in an hour, Monday through Thursday. And I'll even put in there, repurpose my Instagram post, put it on Google, my business, put it on LinkedIn, put it in my Facebook group, put it in my stories, do all of these things. So I'm telling her what to do, but she's not creating content. She's just repurposing the content that I've already created. She just goes to my database, gets that content, and she's repurposing it over and over. And it's less than five hours a week because I have that content that's just already ready to go. This that my, is, yeah. my jaw is like, wow, you have this so dialed in. It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's been a process, a, yeah. you know, a learning process and you have to find kind of like what works because some people don't want to create the content. I like to create the content. And so I have that. It, it's going to look different for everybody, depending on your platforms and where your audience is at. If I could give three actionable steps, because Ooh. I like to give actionable steps. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Is, like you said, make a list of all the places that you have mm -hmm. your audience is at. The second one is make sure that you have a database that has your content linked on there. And then the third one is write out your SOPs. And, and I even think SOPs are good for you to do. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Do the same things every week. I know Monday is content creation day for me. I know Tuesday is podcast day for me. I know Wednesday is blog day for me. I know Thursday is Pinterest for me. And I know Friday is the day I do my nonprofit work. And so I have specific tasks that I do on specific days and it helps me to keep me consistent. And I have these SOPs for myself, for my assistants, and it makes everything run so much more smoothly. Is that a word? Much more smoothly, much, much right. Smoother. Oh, yeah. much smoother. smoother, much smoother. There we go. Either way is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So. That's so good. And I thinking about organized coach Academy too. Those are the things we review time. We look at our SOPs. We start to document those too. So it's so ties in so well. And it's just for all of us, it's this process of figuring out how we want to do it and, and making it work for us. So I want to go back to, we have the ideas we, for you, you write a blog. Then when you're looking at that blog, do you make a video from that and graphics like on the Monday, then it's your content creation day, or do you always have a video? Do you always have a reel? Do you always have graph? I mean, you said you always have 10 graphics. Like what's the next little step there? Well, it depends on what 
exactly the blog content is because like I said, some, a lot of times I'm doing tutorials. For example, I recently wrote a blog post on how to create a stunning landing page in Flowdesk. As I'm writing the blog, I'm putting in screenshots of actually building the landing page. So then I have those graphics. I'm going to create a carousel Instagram post with this and just take those graphics and just do like a shorter version of it. But then I can also say, I'm going to record this. I'm going to screen record how to do this. And so then I can put that on tube. Now that yeah. one doesn't always translate over to a reel because I feel like a reel is how it's the, the dimensions are tall yes. and skinny. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to have this tiny little graphic of a flow desk, your, yeah. your screenshot. But I can do, I can do a story and people love the uncurated parts. And I get a lot of like engagement and response when I will do like a Wednesday behind the scenes. And I'll say, like, okay, this is how I'm doing this. And I just kind of hold my camera and I'm showing them. And that would be like an Instagram story. So not every single piece of content is going to like translate over to 15 to 20 pieces of repurposing content. But it definitely is like double, triple, five times what one piece of content can at least be repurposed 10 times. Mm -hmm. So it, it really just depends on what I'm creating. Mm -hmm. You know, if I do a, a blog post or podcast, say on like mindset stuff, like embracing failure or something, I, and I should, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily always turn that into a real where I'm talking about it, backing up a little bit. I don't necessarily do them all at once. And I think that's maybe what you're asking. It's like when I need ideas, like I'm like, okay, Monday is content creation day. And I'm like, oh, what should I do? I can go back to some of my older blog posts and see like, okay, have I even done a video on this? And I can go back and I can say, okay, I need to do a video on this. And that's why I like the air table. Cause I can go and see, okay, I put this in five places. I need ideas and I can repurpose that piece of content. Look, how can I create a reel or something using that piece of content? So I'm constantly going back to old or older content and reusing and just delivering it in a different way. Once you get to a certain part in your career and you've created all this content, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. We have so much content. It's just how can I repurpose this? I've already created this. How can I use this in, in a different form? Or how can I reframe this in a different way? You know, especially on social media. I was looking to this week and I'm like, I've posted a thousand times on my Instagram. And I'm like, there's so many great tutorials on there that people will never see because they're years old, but they're still relevant. Can I take that and, and do it again? Maybe change the coloring of it, change the format, do something different, but it's really just like repurposing some of that content. When you are thinking about a week, you're not just repurposing content from the blog post that week or from the podcast that week, you're going back and doing all sorts of stuff. How do you then decide like, oh, I'm going to repurpose that and I'm going to do this from this week. And I'm going to take that from two years ago. Do you have a process yeah. for that? Or you just kind of do what you're, you want you know, a couple different factors are at play. A lot of times what I'm, I'm teaching or I have a business membership. And so last month it was LinkedIn, you know, and that's what we were focusing on. 
So my content usually aligns with what is on my brain. I love it when people are like, hey, how do you do this? Or I have a client that's working on something. I will always think, oh, this would be a good blog post or this would be a good tutorial. So some of it is aligned with what I'm doing in my membership. Some of it is what my one-on-one clients are struggling with. Some of it is what people just ask me online that they want to see. It's like market research. What do people want? What are people Mm. looking for? I, I love, love, love it when people message me and ask me, hey, how do you do this? Because then I'm like, oh, it takes away. Oh, what am I going to create? What do people want to know? Because I know, because they're asking me. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times that is what I will do is what do people want? And, and honestly, not everything too starts with like a blog or podcast. So for example, I'll do a tutorial on Instagram. Now that is not really relevant on LinkedIn. So I would never post the reel on LinkedIn, but I can take that reel and I can put it on you. I could do a YouTube short. I'll put it on Pinterest. I'll put that in my newsletter. A lot of my tutorials will go in my newsletters where I'll do a little blurb and then I'll link them to my Instagram. One of the things that I like is just doing the the cross marketing where you don't know what platform people are going to spend the most time on. And so kind of just like cross marketing and saying, Hey, check this out in my Facebook group or check this out on my Instagram. I'll give you another good example of repurposing and how to monetize off of repurposing is I did a course and I need to do a volume two, but I did a rock your reels course and it was 30 days of real tutorials to learn how to do reels. And I basically went to my Instagram feed and I put those, so people would purchase it. And then I set up an automation and flow desk and they would get one email every day from 30 days. And in there was linked some of those tutorials and it sold like hotcakes because it put it all in one place. So that's a way to monetize. Another thing that I've seen is people doing like lead magnets where it's like, Hey, here is a five day series of X, Y, and Z. And you're repurposing some of that content too. So there's, there's a a number of different ways that you can take the content you have already created and monetize it or turn it into a lead magnet, get as much reach as you can with your content, get creative and, and blast it out there. Yeah. I can see people listening, thinking, oh my goodness, this is a little overwhelming. (laughs) Yes, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. So, I mean, again, go back to the three steps, make your list, decide on one place you're going to start and then have a way to document it. I mean, to store it. Well, that was to track it. Yeah. So that would be the database. So that's, that was another question I thought of when you're making these things. So you're saying the real, you would take that link and put it in there. And yes. What about graphics? Like where do the graphics get stored? Do you keep them in Canva or do you download them to your Google drive? And then you have links to those or how does that work? I keep those in Canva and I just put them in a folder. One thing to do with Canva to really stay organized is make sure that you are naming all of your files so that they're easy to find and put them in, in different folders too. If you have the sub- subtitles of in your business, like I can have an SEO, I can have an Instagram tutorials, 
But my main tip is just make sure that you are naming your files, what they are, because then you can search for them and find them. Do you have a naming convention that you use in Canva that to name your files, or do you just use the keywords of the file or how do you do that? You know, I have my tutorials is one like doing tutorials. Mm. It's really just like a description of what, what it is. I would say that is my biggest tip is just make sure that you are naming your so files. So you can search. Yes. So you yes. can find it. <laughs> well, and you know, one of the things like that I have, you know, I have a lot, like I'll do a webinar and that's another place you can repurpose a blog post is you can create, do a webinar. I have done before where I have my templates that are my branding and I have pictures and I just go in. And a lot of times I just copy those, those trainings or those webinars And then I just change it with whatever I'm talking about. But there have been times where I just copy it and I haven't renamed it. And then I can't find it because it doesn't have the correct name on it. And I've learned that the hard way. Again, minutes add up to hours and I'm searching. I know that I've done a training on this. I know that it's somewhere and searching. But again, I do have my different, I do have a whole system in Canva, but it's like presentations is one, you know, tutorials is another. I have clients. Sometimes I create things for clients and my one-on-one clients. I have one for worksheets where I put all my worksheets, checklists. I love checklists. So I do have these different folders. As far as my social media goes, I try to just put it in, here's my content and then naming it correctly. And that's kind of the process. I did a podcast with Dina Rudder and she was saying, when you make a graphic or make Mm -hmm. a copy of a graphic, there's three things you do. Name it, share it, like get the share settings correct for your business and then put it in a folder before you even start the graphic. And I'm like, yes, Yes. we all need to do that. Yes. Yes. For sure. Oh my goodness. This was so good. It's so fun listening to you and just thinking we can all do this on our whatever scale that we're at. We can all get these things set up so that we have all that content to repurpose and we have a system for repurposing it. I love all of it. Anything else yeah. that comes up that you want to make sure our listeners know? In my shop, I do have a three-day training that I did on repurposing content. So if you are one of those like me that needs the visual, you can always go and check that out. And I have the three days in there and you can kind of see the process. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I need to see a visual sometimes just hearing is, doesn't do enough, but I have to listen to it several times to get everything. Oh, good. We'll put that link in the show notes to get to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else? Taking the time to create the systems, you know, being an entrepreneur can be so overwhelming. And I, I think that as your business is growing is the perfect time to implement these systems. Because I always say businesses fail for two reasons. It's either they don't grow fast enough or they grow too fast and they lose their integrity. And don't get to the point where you're so overwhelmed that you need to hire somebody and you don't have systems in place because you're not going to get a return on that investment if you don't have a strategy and you don't have the system. So Take the time, you know, make it a priority that you are going to learn how to do systems. You're going to learn how to be organized because it's hard to do it in reverse when you're so busy and then you're trying to implement all these systems. It's hard. 
So do it as you go for sure. That's probably my best advice. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and your business is brand new, don't feel discouraged that you're not to the point that Brittany is. This is your opportunity to put one little piece of that in place and get really good at it. Pretty soon before you know it, you will be repurposing in many places. Yeah. And, and, that, and just kind of touching on what you just said, if you're new, I would start with writing your blogs, putting them in a database and then pick two, one or two platforms, a social and a searchable, just, just do those right now and blog and then put them on a searchable and a social and then when you're feeling confident and comfortable, like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Then go back and start repurposing their, th- that content and putting another platforms. So don't feel like you have to do, I've been doing this for 16 or 17 years. I didn't just <laughs> learn this. And I was like this, I have years and years of experience. And so be patient, give yourself grace. Yeah. It just takes time. Don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle, but just do one thing at a time just one. And then when you're feeling good, go to the next one. Perfect way to end. Okay. Brittany, where can people find you? Yeah. My website is brittanyshorter.com and you can find me on Instagram as my main platform. That's brittany.schroeder. And then everywhere else is Brittany Schroeder. So you can find me everywhere, but those are my, my main places that I spend most of my time. Love it. Thank you so, so much for coming on here and sharing all this wisdom. I love it. Thanks for having me. Wait, if you're finding this podcast useful, you must check out the Organized Coach Academy. It's my course where I walk you through every step to get your business organized, to get yourself organized, to save money and time, to prepare to hire someone, to do all the things that you want to do in your business with ease. Check that out at simplysquaredaway.com forward slash OCA. Also, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but... I would love it. It's my way of knowing that you're enjoying the podcast if you leave a written review. I have lots of freebies for you. They're linked in the show notes. You can find them in my bio on Instagram at Tracy Hoth. And until next week, have a beautiful day.